Happy New Year, my friends. If you are listening live, we're just in our fifth day of a brand new year here at Story U Talk Radio and everywhere else in the world. Thank you for joining me for another wonderful year of bringing the message of what it means to be a writer and what it means to create your own life. That's what we're doing here at Story U. We're keeping you really curious, really creative, and really engaged with whatever it is that you want to be creating in your life. I'm your host, Coach Debbie. I was a longtime writer instructor, and I turned to entrepreneurialism because I wanted to bring some spiritual components to storytelling and authoring and really even just getting beyond authoring stories, but more into authoring those books that help us live a great life and then being the author of our own life. So that's what we do here. Every single week, I bring you brand new topics, and I have ways for you to engage as low as $37 a month in a small and intimate community, or for a higher investment, especially if you are working on your book or your brand, And even if you want to take some of that work to a luxury retreat where you will meet up with me and a few other people with the same ideas in mind. All of that happens every single year. Why don't I just take this moment to tell you just a little bit about that Inner Circle subscription Right now, listening to the show on the podcast or on KKNW Live, that is a free service available to you. But if you find you want to go a little bit deeper, you want to be around people with common goals, and you want to see even your most extraordinary goals come to be in this year, I would encourage you to invest that $37 a month to be in the inner circle. And that's where I bring topics like the ones I bring to this show, but we go deeper. It's more like a classroom setting. You have the opportunities to ask me questions. If you want to be coached live, we can offer you that as well. If you want some homework, we can do that as well. And then I invite you to some of the events going on in town. For example, one event that's going on is one of my clients is bringing her book to third place books in Shoreline, Washington. I would love for you to come to this book launch. Becky Gibbler is a first-time author. I'll be interviewing her live at the bookstore. She'll be talking about what moved her to write her book, Born of Grief and Flow. Born of Grief and Flow. This is about a colleague that 
I had also a partner of hers for 19 years. A really significant story about what does it mean to love someone and be surprised by them not only departing from this world, but finding your own identity once your beloved has departed. For Becky, she's not unlike anyone else. She thought maybe a year's time and she would start to find her way back. But what she realized is that old adage that time heals all wounds isn't really how it works. But Becky took her camera, her photography, her writing, and she came together to write a book to tell what does it mean to put experience to time? What does it mean to, instead of waiting time to work for you, what's it look like to start moving with time, having experience, and employing yourself to be the healer? And that's what Born of Grace and Flow is all about. I can tell you there are many times in my life when I wish I had had this book to put my hands on. But coming to her book launch is just one of the many things we do in the Inner Circle subscription. If this in any way sounds interesting to you, you can go to Facebook and search for the group on Facebook. It's called Inner Circle Subscription by Coach Debbie. Inner Circle Subscription. Just ask to join the group because for January, the Facebook component of it is completely free. And you can see if it feels good for you. And if you want to go forward in the following months with a $37 a month subscription. Soon the price will be going up, but right now that early bird subscription is on. And I would love to have you a part of the inner circle. Today, we are talking about what I really love to focus on when we get into a new year. Many people talk about resolutions. I have offered shows in the early part of the year, really emphasizing that it is your evolution that resolves anything from past years. You don't have to bring your resolution into the focus. What if you brought your evolution into the focus? You get automatic resolution by doing this. So I've titled today's show called Go All In. Go All In. And you know that this the line, I am all in, uh, that really that really comes from poker originally. And it's this idea that however much uh, dollars worth in chips you entered the game with, say you entered the game with, I don't know, $500 in chips. If you go all in, you are moving every single chip to the betting range. And you're basically saying, I have so much faith in the cards I'm holding 
or in the upcoming bet, I have so much faith. I am going to put in every last chip I have. There's no going back from here. It's an all or nothing. Now, when I say go all in, and I'm talking about the new year, I'm not really referring to the idea that you're you're going to be bankrupt if this doesn't work out. Not that. And I'd be willing to bet you that people that go all in do not in any way anticipate that they will be bankrupt. They have complete faith that going forward is the only direction. And that's really what I'm talking about. Forward direction, going all in. What in this upcoming year, right here, we're in day five, actually. We're in day five if you're catching the live show. What is it that you see on the horizon? You know it's got your name on it. It could be some sort of extraordinary task or goal or achievement or idea that you're ready to take on. You're ready to put everything in the center and go for it. It's just like putting all your chips in and placing that bet and believing you're the winner. You're the winner of this. Now, for a lot of us, when we go all in, our first thought is, I'm going to have to go fast. I'm going to have to go boldly. I'm going to have to go blindly. And and going all in doesn't mean any of that. It can if that's how you like to roll. It's not how I like to roll. So I'm going to give you some tips today of how you might go all in in this year and make it be possibly your very best year so far. When you really commit to going all in, everything is on your side. When you really commit to going all in. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have the brute strength of a a solo entrepreneur. I think actually it means something opposite, opposite. And the opposite of having the brute strength of going solo, if you ask me, is employing the strength of those that have gone before you. This is my number one idea. If you are going all in, you don't want to have to rely on every little last bit of sleep, every little last calorie you have, every little bit of waking, breathing energy you've got. You don't want to have all of that on the table that you're betting on. What you want to have is the belief that not only can you go forward, but that you are committed to going forward and standing very, very closely to your mentor. Maybe it's to your uh, spiritual program. Maybe it's to your daily practice. 
Maybe if you're young, it's to your parent. Maybe if you are in a marriage, it is looking eye to eye with your partner and saying, I'm in this. But to leave to leave out where you get your grounding. For me, it's in a spiritual practice of writing every day. That's what really aligns me to what I think is the most creative force in the universe. It's what works for me. It's what keeps me emotionally sober, I'll say. I mean, when I think of how I could start my day, if I was betting on my whole life and I didn't really even know how things worked and I thought I was in it all by myself, that I had to write a book all by myself, that I had to produce a podcast 52 weeks out of the year all by myself. I mean, what you you might have heard me talk about my fear of swimming What if I had to learn how to swim deep waters all by myself and I hadn't asked for a one-on-one swim coach to work with me? That would just be terrifying to think I have to do everything by myself. And yet a lot of us are programmed to really, really believe there's no achievement. There's no accomplishment unless you put all your chips in the middle and somehow you prove that you did it all on your own. I don't know if that's the winning strategy. I would say in my own experience, that's how I created neurosis. (laughs) I would say in most of the experience I've watched with my students that have told me where they had been and why they wanted to work with me in coaching, it was usually because they were drawing a line in the sand and they were saying, doing this all by myself, this isn't where I belong. I need a mentor. I need someone that's really going to help me out here. I need mentors. You need mentors. We all need some great creative advice from the universe. And it usually comes from someone that's 5, 10, 20, 50 years ahead of us at doing something. And we think, oh yeah, I want what they got. What they got, I could have if I could just figure out how they got it. Well, the way you figure it out is you get in very close and steady proximity to someone who has gone all in. Like I said, this saying came from playing your poker chips. But the positive thing I want to say about playing your poker chips is that there are people that put all of their poker chips in the middle of the table because... They really and truly believe they've got what it takes. I'm not advocating to be a gambler, but what I am advocating here is that you find your way to follow someone closely, really closely, get in their slipstream and put 
all bets on the idea that this strategy of being mentored and being fully committed and going all in, this is going to work for you. And it's going to work for you this year. There's no reason why you've got to wait 25 years to see your dreams manifest. No. If you're really ready to go all in, get aligned with those that have and let them pull you right into this future year, the the days that are right ahead of us, faster, quicker, and with more ease. This does not need to be a struggle. But by going all in, you're really saying, I'm not going back to my old ways. I've got a lot more for you on this topic. I hope you will stay with me. We've got to take our very first break. But when we come back, more about going all in in this year. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you are spending this hour with me. We're talking about going all in this year. We're not talking about using your own brute strength. We're talking about getting focused. And in this show, I'm going to give you ideas of how to do exactly that. If you like what you hear today, I'd love to send you to CoachDebbie.com where you can click on Connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T. You'll just click on Connect, and at any time, you can send me a note about how you're going all in, how you might need a hand, what you've accomplished what you're thinking you'd like to see happen in the upcoming year, I'd love to receive your note. And the more you can offer um, an easily verifiable email address, the better. Sometimes people will use like a Hotmail account with, oh, it's just very old and it's linked to all kinds of, you know, old stuff, we'll just say. So if you have a Gmail or a business email account, you can enter. That will help expediate the process so that I get your email for sure. And I can reply to you anywhere within two to 48 hours. So that is coachdebbie.com. 
Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Just click on connect and have a conversation there with me. Tell me what's going on and I will reply to you about show topics or anything else you would like to talk about. Today we're talking about going all in. I help writers do this and I help people who are creating the next chapter of their real life do this. Just some things off the cuff that I want to suggest to you. One is I want you to realize it's not your brute strength that's going to get you there. It's your ability to pick someone that you can follow very, very closely that's going to get you there. It's going to be your trust in them. Another thing I want you to think about is what might it look like to take on something extraordinary for just one week? Not something that's going to knock you out of the game of this year, but just something that feels really big and take one step after another to just see what would it be like to start. For example, if you know you want to take a big vacation to the other side of the globe, what might the first step be and are you willing to do it today? Maybe all it is is to go to Expedia and see What's the price of a flight to that place? One thing, taking it on, just one thing that allows you to move a little bit forward in that extraordinary goal. I want you to think about the power of meditation. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that in the show. But have you given that an honest try? Meditating for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe more and inviting this into your daily morning program. Have you thought about consistently looking at what your idols have said? Some quote that you could put maybe on your bathroom mirror, or leave in your car, or put in your wallet, something that will be a constant reminder of how you might help yourself show up even better. Here's one that I've had for a long time. You might remember the book Charlotte's Web, and that was a real favorite of mine at a really young age. It was probably the first novel that I ever read. And E.B. White, the, the author of that book, said this long ago in an interview. A writer who waits for ideal conditions under which to work will die without putting a word on paper. I'm going to read that to you again. A writer who waits for ideal conditions under which to work will die without putting a word on paper. Now, the reason this caught my attention is how E.B. White juxtaposed ideal and death. This idea that if you're waiting for ideal conditions, you're probably 
going to first find your death. And you'll find it before having anything on paper at all. It really struck me the first time I saw that. And it's been something that I've carried around with me. Because when I feel in any way disconnected to producing more writing, I have to remember that I'm probably seeking out something really a little more perfect, a little more ideal, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more, instead of getting myself centered, getting myself to that place where I'm more meditative, I'm taking on a simpler way of doing things. And there, there is where inspiration will meet up with me. I never feel like the person who's inspired because I forced myself to write. And so I don't bring that teaching to my students. I even read this quote sometimes in class to just remind students that when we have to have things so ideal, what we're really saying is, I'm not willing to put all my chips on the table. I'm not willing to believe in me. I'm more willing to believe in the ideal than in being creative and curious and making things happen. What we can really, really tangle ourselves in as writers is that whole spiraling that we have to be on top of our words at all times. A really, I'm going to say experienced writer knows that the drafting process is gold. You put out your words as they come to you. You craft and edit your ideas as they come to you. You ask people you trust to read it as the idea to ask them comes to you. You follow intuition, not perfection. It's your intuition that guides you deeper into that extraordinary goal of writing a book, that extraordinary goal of launching your book into the world and letting everyone read it. If you're ever going to get to that, then you have to have many days when you're drafting, when you are working out ideas. Think about this. When you have a Monday to Friday job, for, for example, I've noticed in many of the Monday to Friday jobs I had, Monday was one of those days that often it's like it counted a lot for the boss. You didn't want to miss Monday. Monday, if you, if you weren't there, you, likely they were all talking about you. And it probably started with gossip like, you know, huh? I wonder what old Tommy was up to all weekend, seeing that he couldn't make it to work on Monday, had all weekend to rest and still needed Monday. Hmm, right? People go to those places. 
there's there's high pressure at certain points. What a what a writer has to understand is sort of like what a worker has to understand. There's certain times when you are really expected to be there. On time on Monday morning is a really good time to show up for work. You get a little less grief if for some reason you need a personal day, say, on Wednesday. Monday is pretty frowned upon if you can't make it in after two days off. We have to start to look at, as writers, as curious creators of our own life, where is it that we're really showing up? And where is it that we're maybe using a bit of an excuse card instead of keeping things simple, being with routine, and knowing that Monday and on time is important. It's important to keep our word to the boss. I will start a new week with you. That's important. I used to have this coworker. We we had these cubicles. And this was one of the first jobs where I had to produce a certain number of words every week in my job. I liked this. It was really challenging to me to just see, can I do it? And I remember telling myself, I'm going to give this job six months. I am really going to go for it. And if for any reason... I just feel like I absolutely don't belong here after six months. I'm going to give myself permission to move on. But I really, really, really want to see myself go for it for six months. Well, the person I shared the cubicle with, I just noticed that often she'd miss Mondays. And if she did come in on a Monday, she'd often come in a good bit late. And she didn't look her best on Mondays. And the gossip around the office started. I um I was pretty embarrassed the things that I heard people say about her. And I was pretty embarrassed the questions people asked me because I was basically, you know, her cubicle mate. I was the one that saw her the most. But Remember, I was under this complete crunch to produce words on a weekly basis, and it was my first job doing something like this. I was just in my 20s, and I'm giving myself six months to really go for it. I honestly think that's what saved me from being in the center of all the gossip. Now, at the end of six months, I was still there. And she wasn't. She, it's possible she quit. It's possible she quit. But there was so much gossip going on around her last days and how the job ended. I can tell you, I don't know the honest to God story. But I'm just going to throw out there that maybe, maybe she actually bowed out of that job. What? mattered is that in the end, when the boss is watching, 
when the coworkers depend on you, that you make some sort of goal that you can keep somewhat simple and basic, but accountable. When I think back to that time in my life, I did have a writing mentor in my life because I was very involved at that time in fiction writing workshops. And I had certain rules about writing fiction that just kind of translated to doing a job. But what I want to say here is that I gave myself a six-month goal. And at the time, that just seemed like a really, really long time to make it. But I wasn't saying to myself, I have to be the best at producing all these words. I have to be commended the most for what I contribute. More than anything, I just really tried to make sure I was at my desk and on time and on purpose. And I don't think I was the best at that job. There were many of us doing similar work, but I had a certain consistency. I was so scared about doing okay that it's possible it didn't even occur to me to try to put some perfectionism on myself. When you go all in, You don't have to be perfect and you don't need to be perfect. But what you want to do is be reliable. What you want to do is show up. You don't want to be that person that's being gossiped about. You want for yourself to know that you're not living under ideal conditions, as E.B. White said, but that you are putting down words on paper for my dear writers. You're putting down words on paper and you're working with the process of drafting, editing, moving day to day through process. That's going all in. It's not winning every last buck. It's not making it to first place and laughing at those in second or third. It's figuring out what would be extraordinary for you and recognizing right away, if it looks perfect, that's probably not it. So is this giving you a little sense about what going all in really means Because I I think there are a lot of us that really fall under that spell that I'm only all in if I'm great, if I'm seen, if I'm awarded, and all of these wild and crazy things. That stuff's wonderful. But what would it be like to just know that going all in is making a certain commitment to routine, to the general expectations, like showing up on time. I think a lot of people that don't have these habits in place fail to know that inspiration shows up if you show up. I felt really inspired in that job. It, it was, to, to just reveal it a little bit more, 
it was a career counseling office. And we wrote a lot of copy. I don't even think we called it that back then. But we wrote a lot of copy. And in that job, one of the things I loved was how people were constantly reinventing themselves. But I also noticed that there was a lot of of routine and practice and personal promoting going on among the people that were seeking our services. And I, I really think that that's one of the jobs that it's sort of stuck in my mind as a, a learning camp for me of what it really looked like to go all in. I also want, when we come back from our next break, I want to talk about how often we have to put a lot forward before we are recognized by the world that we are not only being seen, but we're being appreciated. So when we come back more on that thought, we're going to take our last break right here, but please stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for tuning in for another episode here. I am in the Seattle, Washington area, but I work with people all around the globe who are writing their books, writing their brands, who are working on their blogs, who are creating their speeches. This is what I love. I am so passionate about helping you express what you want to get out into the world. But I'm also a certified master level life coach. I did my coaching with Alan Cohen in Hawaii. He has written over 30 books at this point. The last couple, I was a part of the editorial team, and I loved being one of many that offered him input as he was putting his wonderful words on the page. He has been an incredible inspiration to me in the last 11 years. And in a retreat last summer, I was there teaching with him. And I noticed something 
while we had, there were 22 students there. And in one of the sessions, I was just sitting there noticing all the different ways that one talent, one talent, writing, has served me. And I started to look at the students out there, all of them who had come to learn how to be a life coach. And I tried to envision what is their talent and what is it that they're bringing to coaching and what are all the things that they might branch out and do because of it. And I started to see this massive fullness in front of me as I looked at each person. For example, one person, Bert, is a physical fitness trainer. But when I think about him adding this component of life coaching, I just ran my mind through all these ways that he could expand physical fitness and life coaching and have a really, really robust career, have a fuller story to share, have more connection with his own vulnerability if he chooses to get on a particular stage, how he might widen and broaden his branding. All these ideas started coming to me. And this is where I just thrive, is in the idea that there are so many ways to express and to be on purpose. If anything about that sounds exciting to you and you would like to be mentored or coached by me to make some sort of extraordinary goal for you happen this year, I'd love it if you would head to CoachDebbie.com, just click connect and send me a note. Coach Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com, just click on connect and send me a note and we'll get going. I think about sometimes the fact that even though I have a deep, deep love for teaching my writers, behind that, a value that's behind that is I do, I love to write. I have to say my love teaching writing surpasses my love doing the writing. You might relate to this. Maybe you are a guitar teacher and maybe you know that you love having a room of eight students and showing them how to craft their way into being into the next band. And yet you enjoy playing guitar very, very much, but When you think about playing, you also think about practicing. You also think about building those calluses and everything else that goes into creating your own craft. For a lot of us, teaching is the real joy. It's not the only joy. It's just the one that takes the forerunner place in our life. So I like to spend more hours in my week teaching, like 25 hours of my week. And I give about somewhere between five plus or more hours to writing. 
What I've learned by doing this, by honoring what I really, 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 really love, I find that I'm really effective at what I do. And you are too. If you're finding that you are maybe much more in love with doing your writing than you are with, say, teaching writing or speaking on a stage, I just want to encourage you that whatever concentration, attention, however much you push those chips into the middle, that's what's going to help you stay aligned with that value. If you find yourself taking the most focused hour of your day, for some it's the first hour they get up, for some it's that hour right before lunch, for some it's after the kids go to bed, find it. Find your most focused hour and give yourself to it. If you are a writer, Give yourself to it. You're going to find that five to seven hours in your focus time every week produces a book. And I hope people do this again and again and again. But I want to tell you who inspired this idea. One of many. She's one of my idols. And like I said today, I want you to constantly be noticing what your idols say and what they do. I'm talking about Barbara Kingsolver, and you probably know her from like the Poisonwood Bible. I think my very favorite book by her was The Bean Trees. But she's written probably, God, I don't even know, maybe 25, maybe 30 books at this time. I can tell you nine of them were on the New York Times bestseller list. And that's big, 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 big stuff. But here's one of her quotes that I carried around with me. And that is, I have to write hundreds of pages before I get to page one. I have to write hundreds of pages before I get to page one. Now, I brought that quote into one of my classrooms and almost every single person there misinterpreted what it meant. I I know what it meant because I also know the interview that she said it in, but I also, by reading that interview, have incorporated it into my life. So here's how it goes. When she says, I have to write hundreds of pages before I get to page one. She's really talking about living life and putting whatever she can about it onto paper because at some point, that's going to start a book. That's going to start the next thing that she wants to publish, whether it be an essay, whether it be her blog, whether it be a full-blown New York Times best-selling book, you've got to put in the energy of committing to writing things down before you really get to page one of the book. Here's something I warn people. The person who says that they've never really cared about reading or they don't write unless they're working on a project 
or they don't really listen to interviews. They're not in the life of reading and writing. But they come to me and say they're ready to write a book. I actually don't let that person in my program. (laughs) And it's hard to say no. But what I'm really saying is first things first. When you go all in, it really means that. You commit to what matters. You're not going to be able to write a book if you don't care about reading, if you don't care about journaling, if you don't care about meditating, some of those or all of those. Some of that has to be in place for you to get to the first page of your book. If you've been walking around with some idea in your head for five years about a book, but you haven't really put in the experience of the world of writing, the world of drafting, the world of some discipline, some practice, some listening, and really going all in, you're not ready to write the first page of your book. It's a hard thing to tell people, but I have made the mistake a couple of times following people's enthusiasm before really noticing, are they ready to go all in? Some ways that a person shows me they're ready to go all in are the following. One is they might be keeping a journal. Another is they might have a few favorite books that they can talk about. Another is that they have authors they admire and they know why. Another is that they're not afraid to carry a notebook in their purse or in their car because they know if they get a great idea, they don't want to be without means to write it down. Another is that they know when there's their best time and when is their worst time. For example, this is sometimes the hardest thing for a new writer to identify. My worst time to do, to really even think that I'm going to be committed to sitting down and writing 30 to 60 minutes, my worst time, worst, is after a meal. And second worst is when I'm tired. I know it it sounds ridiculous. Wouldn't you think a meal would rejuvenate you? It doesn't rejuvenate that part of my brain. (laughs) And being tired, that part of my brain is just offline. I've had to learn that about myself. All those times that I set out to do writing lessons for my students after I got through the morning of teaching and after I got through the lunch break and office hours, and then I went to write the lesson for the next day, forget about it. It just, that part of my brain wasn't there. When you go all in, you learn these things about yourself. The way your brain works might be different than the way the person next to you works. You want to get into that stream with a mentor who can help you solidify a few ideas from the very beginning before 
you actually say, I'm all in. When you're all in, it's because you've been getting yourself ready. So as this new year is upon us, I want you to just think about the ways that you have been getting ready for this to be your very best year, for you to go all in on something. Maybe you're realizing, gosh, I don't know if I'm ready to write that book, but I know I'm ready to have my best year. And so therefore, I want to get out and about more. Well, are you ready to create that? I can help you with that. Maybe you're thinking, I might not be ready for my book, but I'm definitely ready to start a journaling practice and get that money-making blog out there. Let me tell you, blogs that come out on a regular basis make a lot of money, a lot of what we call passive income. Are you ready to do that? I can show you how to do that. When it's time for you to go all in, you feel it. Just like the guy that moves his chips to the middle and knows, I'm a winner here. I am a winner. When you are ready, you feel it. And I would love to help walk you through this next year of being all in. You can take simple practices that keep you committed and keep you writing. Look me up at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. I'm here every Thursday with a brand new topic for you. So until next week, my friends, namaste. 